It's our Selection Sunday special here on the ACC Basketball Degenerates Podcast. Thrilled, as always, to be coming to you from our studios. The brackets are out. Seven ACC teams will be involved in the madness. Let's get into it. I'm Luke Neer, your host. Just back from the Verizon Center, where I watched a lot of basketball over three days. Six games. Well, I guess that's not a crazy amount, but still a lot in three days. A good chunk. Guthrie's in the house. Taylor is too, and Vegas Mike makes his glorious return right before his flight to the playground for some intense gambling. Gentlemen, how are we? We're all back. Yeah. It's the yeah. four of us. The band's back together. It's like Christmas <laughs> all over again. It's great. One. Please call me Ringo throughout Guthrie. I, I, that's what I would appreciate. When do you depart? What's that? When do you depart? Uh, whew, man, I, I didn't know we were going to get into this so early. Uh, I fly out Wednesday night. He's to taking the, the train. The great city <laughs> in the desert, uh, the great oasis of sports gambling. Uh, I cannot wait. It's an annual pilgrimage. I, I'm, I'm so stoked for you. I'll be out there Wednesday night, uh, fresh, fresh at 9 a.m. Thursday morning, betting on my first games in the tournament. Awesome. Okay. I'm, I'm thrilled for you. And I, I hope you have some better <laughs> gambling. Well, it's been a rough couple of weeks for, for Guthrie and I gambling. So, yeah, I mean, I'm thrilled. But when I think about a sports book right now, it, it kind of makes me want to cry <laughs> just a little bit. So, All right, Tears of joy? Uh, tears of sadness currently. <laughs> but let's, uh, the bracket has just been released, Selection Sunday. First of all, let's talk about how it got leaked over Twitter and how that was maybe the, the finest part of this evening. Because... CBS decided to milk out their show for yeah. two hours long when it used to be an hour long. You have to make that ad money. Travesty. And I loved it because everyone knew the bracket except for Doug Gottlieb, who was looking at the Midwest, and when Syracuse popped up, he went on a rant, but everybody already knew. He's like, what? Syracuse, how'd they get in? But everybody already knew. That was my favorite part. But uh, let's get to it. The one seeds, the ACC gets two seeds, two one seeds, pardon me, North mm. Carolina, Obviously, conference champions and Virginia, the runners-up in the ACC tournament. Guys, uh, quick thoughts on the ACC tournament. Here are mine. Notre Dame, what a catastrophe. Just dropping their drawers at midcourt, taking a dump in the semifinals. Mike, I, you saw it. Feels yeah. slightly uncomfortable every time you use that phrase about it, with regards to a basketball team. Okay. Yeah, it was good. It Did was you good watch to the see game? Notre Dame get uh, watch the I watched part of that game. Well, it was a travesty. Yeah. It was, it was an embarrassment. For Notre Dame fans out there, I'm sorry. I mean, come to play. It's a, it's a semifinals. Anyway, uh, that what, did that turn into a 40-point deficit? I think Did it get to 40 at one point? I think it did. I saw it at 36. I don't know if it got It got close. Bad. Well, And then the finals was it was great. I, th- I thought it lived up to the hype. The first half was fantastic. It was a, it was a loud sure. building. I have never been in a better college basketball atmosphere than I was yesterday. Really? Never have been in a better atmosphere than yesterday. I feel like not many people have said that about the Verizon Center. Well, I'm saying the number of fans who were there, it was split 50-50. You don't always get a 50-50 split. I did go to one other tournament title game. That was back when Virginia beat Duke. So that was three tournament title games ago. Um, And that was not as good as last night. The crowd, at least. Wow. So. And you're saying in terms of the fact that it was split. Yeah, even, and the, yeah. yeah, yeah, loud cheers back and forth. When one team would start to go on a run and their crowd would get going, the other team's crowd would just come in and just make it a, 
a full-fledged affair. I, I had a great time. Yeah, and what were your immediate takeaways from the game? I mean, what it, being there in person, I feel like you take away different things. Yeah. What, what did you What did you see? What I witnessed in person, in the, uh, talking about the finals, or do you want to track back to the semis? Uh, let's just go with the finals. finals I mean, yeah. Unless let's we're going to talk about <laughs> everything pretty much happened <laughs> as like we projected. I thought it would both happen. teams played very well. I thought both teams uh, got what they wanted offensively. I thought Virginia got what they wanted. They missed shots. Yeah. What can you do? Um, missed a lot of shots. Like Jeff, of shots. Jeff Van Gundy half. says, uh, sometimes it comes down to making shots. It's as simple as that. Basketball is as simple as making shots. I thought Virginia's defense was great. They pushed trapped well, especially in the second half. Yeah. It caused turnovers. Now, North yeah. Carolina, on the other hand, I thought they, they still had some very good in, interior passing. Their guards were fantastic. Joel Berry continues to prove me wrong. The straw that stirs the drink. Yes. Shoving it in my face and is probably a better player than Marcus Page right now, I think. Yeah. I know. North Carolina fans might get on me for that because I guess Marcus Page is worshipped down there for some reason, even though he's he's not their best player. He might not even be their second best player. Yeah. He played terrific defense against Malcolm Brogdon. You have to you have to give him a lot of credit. He wasn't on Brogdon the entire game though. Right. But I mean when he was playing on Brogdon, he was causing him to take really difficult shots late in the shot clock. Probably got some open looks and he, he did. and he just missed them. I mean he, yeah. he got away from he got, his Yeah, man. he got he got a lot of those like he, mid-range like step back jumpers that it took, him 20, it took him 22 shots to get to 15 points. Parentes got some fantastic looks. He was the one who had whatever he wanted out there from the perimeter but just couldn't connect. And last of all, a couple questions I was a little bit surprised that Bennett left Brogdon on Justin Jackson for the majority of the game. Mm-hmm. I think going in, he's just like, I'm going to take away Justin Jackson for the second game in a row. He's not going to go score. He's not going to get going. And he didn't get going. He was a non-factor completely. But I, I just don't know if that's the player you should try to neutralize. Right, right. Is Was there any sense that he was conserving him for his offensive usage? You know, that he didn't want to be chasing yeah. around Marcus Page and Joel Berry the entire game? Maybe. Because you know Jackson is is he's limited when he his involvement is limited. Let me say that and his movement is limited. Um, whereas Page and Barry are much more active. I feel like. Yeah, but you have like the college basketball guard version of Kawhi Leonard. You should probably use that weapon, right? Right, right. I would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a good game. It was Both an excellent game. Well. I agree. Yeah, really I really liked Isaiah Hicks too. Man, he his first two steps uh, from the free throw line, high post, getting to the basket. I mean. I feel like he he's just a phenomenal player, you know. Oh, well deserved six man of the year. I, I want to see more of him uh, all the time. Me too. Yeah. Uh, over Kennedy Meeks. Yeah, uh, Kennedy's at time this is point. I think I still love Kennedy Meeks, but yes, I know you do. And how about that shot by Hicks, the 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 biggest basket of the night for North Carolina when Virginia cut it to three, forty seconds remaining. He pretty much ices it with that, eh, not a runner in the lane, but a nice power move in the lane for yeah. two. That made it five. With about twenty and change left, and and that was it. Yeah, that yeah. was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, great game, great game all around. Great game. Congratulations to North Carolina. A very well played tournament and a great season. Let's get on to the NCAA tournament. Taylor, lead off. What? Pick a region, any region. Oh, oh, any man. card, any card. Any card. They, yeah. they play. They still play war in the old Vegas Strip. So you know we can we can have a national lampoons moment if you want. Uh, let's start <laughs> with the uh, overall one seed in the uh, South region. Um, Kansas is the overall one seed. Let's start. Let's start there. Get into Louisville, an oh. ACC town. Guthrie and I were just 
watching the selection show, and this was the first one announced, of course. And we saw Charles, uh, Chuck Barkley, go up there and just chalk it out. And then we looked at each other and we said, oh, well, look at no upsets. Look at all that chalk. And then we looked at each other and was like, well, I don't really know of any upsets that I would pick in here. Would you guys? Uh, you mean in the in the South bracket? I right. Mean, in the to South me, region. the biggest upset is the fact that Arizona's a six seed. I I thought they were they would be seed seeded three or four. You know, I thought that they played well against Oregon, who has apparently become the team to beat uh, in the NCAA tournament. Very hot team right now. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I thought they played phenomenally against them uh, in the conference tournament. Um, so I was a little surprised about the Arizona seeding. I think that's going to be a tough game for them, no matter who they face. Uh, what Wichita State or Vanderbilt? Mm-hmm. Whoever wins that game, I think it's going to be a tough game for Arizona. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I, that's I, a pretty tough draw. Yeah, there are some other teams in that bracket that I would rather play than seeing some of. What game has bigger upset potential? The winner of Vandy, Wichita State versus Arizona, or South Dakota State versus Maryland? I, South Dakota State's good. They're an excellent ball club. Um, I, Maryland's playing very well right now, though. I, I think that they? I still give. Them, I, you sure? Yeah, you I sure think about that, that they are. Okay. I think that they are. Yeah. Like well, them. it's kind of like the narrative is that they have sunk and that they're on the downswing. And I kind of agree with both of you in that. Yes, they're not playing as well as everyone expected to, but they're not like. Listen, Maryland is the close but not now. cigar team. Exactly, they're the close that's, but that's not cigar great, team of yeah, the year. That's a great yeah, discussion. that's a good. That's a good example. Yeah. I mean, they're one Deontay Davis uh, goaltending call away from possibly being your Big Ten champion. Just yeah. just saying. Okay. Everybody loves Michigan State right now. I feel Maryland like a good be betting close. team maybe down the road because they're mm-hmm. kind of flying under the radar. They're yeah. one, I mean, they were number one in the, you know, number one ranked team for a lot of the season, and now they're fifth seed and people are going to How about the strategy them? with Maryland? Just pick them when they're favored, and then when they're not favored, just go with the other team because they, <laughs> yeah. they can never beat a favorite team, right? Yeah, All year long. Yeah, there's something to be said All for that. All year long. Yeah. So maybe we should pick them um, over South Dakota State and then pick them out against Cal. Let's let's look at our one ACC team. Oh, I think that's going to be a great game. Yeah. Assuming I really like they play that, Cal, but yeah, I really like Cal actually in uh, in this entire like region. To be honest, to take the entire South. No, well, I mean, so if they make it past Maryland, and presuming that Kansas makes it to the Sweet Sixteen, that will be a, a ter- terrific game, Cal, Kansas. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But so you have them beating Maryland. Should we go through each? Uh, should we just go through the bracket we can. quickly? Yeah. Uh, a few more notes. I don't believe Kansas has made the Elite Eight since the title year with Chalmers and Rush. In Correct me if I'm wrong. No, it sounds right to me. I mean, and I feel Bill like Self they has not made too many far. Sweet Sixteens recently either. Yeah. I feel like they keep getting bounced in the 32. Right. 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 Well, I feel Doesn't like they've right? had the same team. The Ben McLemore team went out early. Mm-hmm. The Wiggins team went out early. Yeah. 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 Anyways. Okay, we're all taking Kansas. Colorado, yeah. UConn. Go around the table. Everybody hates Colorado. UConn's hot right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> UConn's everyone's favorite tournament team. Yeah, so yeah, I like much. Colorado. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> smart. There's going to be You're a lot Colorado? of... Yeah, I'll take yeah, Colorado. From a, from a, um, from a, a public standpoint, you got to think there'll be a lot of public money on 
UConn. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Because everybody loves it. Yeah, and, and just so point. everyone knows, I will be uh, live tweeting out the betting slips, and I'll be uh, tweeting out lines and things from Vegas. We're gonna we're gonna have everyone involved. All sixty two of our Twitter followers are gonna get <laughs> quite the treat this this week coming up. I'm very excited. I'm gonna start making notes. Those really, Eastern European a... Twitter bots are really gonna love <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Katia is really going to appreciate my yeah. uh, tweets from the floor of the Westgate. <laughs> I'm very excited for that. Um, so, yeah, I like Colorado there. I haven't seen the lines yet. I don't think they'll be up um, until probably tomorrow, maybe even later tonight. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, moving down, we've talked a little bit about Maryland, South Dakota State. Uh, you know, Maryland's, I think, a pretty hot team right now, South Dakota State. Uh, people like them. Uh, Cal obviously has a lot going for them as well. Let's go back to Colorado-UConn. What's the recipe for Colorado to beat UConn? What's the re- uh, well? I mean, anytime that you can attack the paint and get to the line against UConn, I agree. I think that you'll have tremendous success. Um, their entire team is based upon your inability to score in the paint. Uh, so I think that's actually something Colorado does incredibly well, better than almost any team in the Pac-12, which is a team that prides itself on guarding the paint. Put a star next to Colorado because I think there could be value there. I think there is, yeah. and especially that's a great candidate for a three-team tease, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about. <laughs> I am. Um, First of all, teasers are like fool's gold. I love them to death, but they are always a terrible idea. You're not going to do any three-team teases I'm in the going NCAA with, tournament? I'm going to do a five-team tease. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with the public uh, with UConn. I say they win on a last-second shot. It's going to be dramatic and amazing. Kimball Walker will come back and uh, lead them to the – no, I, I don't know. But I, I'll pick them against Colorado. I'll pick them over Colorado. In yeah. an exciting game. Yeah, I, I mean, I like UConn in the tournament, honestly. Um, I, I, I mean, I have not watched Colorado play much this season, so I can't now, hold speak on. too much to their play. But Okay. I also have a bias against the uh, Pac-12, yeah. most of the West yeah. Coast. East Coast bias. Everyone does. Everyone does, yeah. yeah. You got it the most teams in the tournament. Well, Actually, tied, was- tied with... Well, yeah, they, they had with, seven, um, right? Yeah, with ACC the Big Twelve. Right? ACC had seven, yeah. Mm-hmm. Syracuse. Well, Syracuse and UConn played earlier this year. Syracuse gave them the business down there in the Bahamas. Michael Benege was, uh, I think, ten of, you know, fourteen from three down there. It's a different world down there. You can't. Yeah, that's can't read it. Too yeah, much <laughs> they also beat Texas A and M. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm taking Colorado. I'm with Mike on this one. Yeah. Thank you. No, we got We got to hurry up. We yeah. No, no, no. This is a tournament edition. We take all the time we want. I'll be here all night. You know how long Colorado and UConn took? That took way too long. Maryland, South Dakota State. We already kind of brushed over this, so let's just give our picks. Uh, you know, the brackets were only announced a few minutes ago. I don't know a lot about South Dakota State, but I'll, I'll take Maryland just because I like where they are right now. Uh, yeah, I don't think this is one of those 12-seed upsets that everybody – do you know yeah, the mascot of South Dakota State? The Jackrabbits, I believe. What, is it? Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, is yeah. It? yeah, that's right. Yeah. Very good. Very <laughs> Catherine good. You know so <laughs> I really wanted to stump like you two. I did not know it. I did not. I'm going to stick with my Maryland theory of favoritism. That's what I'll call it. Whenever they're the favorite, they're going to win. But whenever they're the dog, they're going to lose. Uh, this has 512 potential. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I think it's maybe the second best candidate to be the five twelve. So I'm going to hold off on this one. I'll just stay with Maryland. Yeah. The the five twelve upset is going to come. I think in the West. Now, if you get we'll a really get favorable line with South Dakota State, I could see you taking the line, taking them with the points. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cal Hawaii. Cal's around the board. Let's just get it over with. Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Does anybody want to pick Hawaii? No. No, I don't like Hawaii. 
Don't like it at all. Terrible. As island. a place. Never yeah. should have been the 50th state. Should have been Puerto Rico. Oh, still upset. <laughs> Hundreds of years. Of, well, not 100 years, but. 65. You carry a grudge. Yeah. yeah anyway, so I'm anyways, over it. Okay. I just wanted to get that Okay, out there. there we go. <laughs> uh, let's move on to Vandy, Wichita State, one of the two against Arizona. We brushed this one as well, so we might as well get picks. Uh, I guess for the first game, you got to pick Vandy and Wichita yeah. State. Who's going to be yeah. in it? You're uh, the two for here. That's not the way the new world works. <laughs> the new yeah. world works on a computer where you click the Vandy slash Wichita State, and then it just puts the either or in. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. You guys, you guys didn't know that? Yeah. Well, I guess that's true. You can't have everybody picking brackets on a Tuesday. Unless, I don't do anything on it. I'm old school. Me and Oscar Robertson, we pick our brackets out, on paper. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely, I, I do. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, I'll pick. I like Wichita State to win that play-in game and beat Arizona. And beat Arizona. Yeah, oh, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'll make yeah. this case. I think I this make is this the, case. the first eleven over six. I mean, I think I'm gonna on the online version. I'll click the slash button, you know, and get my extra. In case of anyone, yeah, but, just yeah. In, cover your cover your. Yeah, I I bases. see Wichita State beating Vanderbilt. I think Vanderbilt's a good team, but I I see Wichita State in that certainly, and um, I like I like Wichita State with a chance here. Um, yeah, their defense is really good. Where's the game being played? It is in. Providence? I don't think it's I don't think it's a West Coast game. I don't Providence, no, they're, I the playing game is in Dayton. Okay. No, no, the Arizona right, but game. the yeah, yeah, first oh, yeah, round game is in, in Providence. Providence. Yeah. Okay, which Ooh. doesn't really favor any of those teams. Well, those Arizona has a very lively fan base, and what I'm saying is, if that game was anywhere close to the West Coast, it would have been heavily in favor of the Wildcats. So mm-hmm. that that's probably a positive for Wichita State or Vandy, right? Yeah, no, that's true. That's a good point. I mean, yeah, it's. But I don't think it's that's a huge, huge deal. I don't think that's going to turn off. You know, I don't think that's going to be the fact. I'm, I'm just trying to come yeah. up with little little nuggets for people with, out there. I'm trying, with you. Trying to get dig deeper into the bracketology. Miami and Buffalo. Finally, we've reached an ACC team, gentlemen, who we're very familiar with. I still really like this Miami team. Yeah. I, I do. They defend. That team can defend. And I like that in the tournament. I think that's very valuable. I think they cruise through Buffalo, and I, I mean, I, I've got them over. Who would they play? I got them over Arizona. Yeah, I've got Miami marching pretty far. They'll beat whoever comes out of that of that uh, you know pair. But then get to the rim. Um, I think it's, they have shooters. Uh, it's a yeah. pretty complete team. Yeah, there's and no they way. Defend, uh, yeah, they defend. Underline defend. They defend that great, that, great game, that game. That game. Arizona game? versus Miami should have come to fruition. Will be the the lowest scoring game of the NCAA tournament. I mean, both teams in the half court defend so well. Um, neither really get out and run with the ball. I can only imagine Gabe York trying to stay in front of Jaquan Newton. Sean Miller implies a poor man's pack line that yes, has his correct. defense. Yes. Poor man's. And if Miami can get stuff on a real pack line, why can't they just shred Sean Miller's version? Yes. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you yeah. would think so. You would think so. My, Should be able to get in there. My man, Jakiri. Oh, can you, can you imagine what he's going to do against... Is, I, I'm I sorry he com- missed off on, on the first team. I, I know you were devastated. <laughs> first team all defense, though. He was in there. Yeah. He was in yeah. there, which I... And there were like three other centers in there as well. Have you ever games. seen someone so tall, so long, and seemingly athletic who misses so many bunnies <laughs> at the rim? 
<laughs> are we, sure, for are we sure he can jump also? Can he yeah, jump? Yeah. Okay. I, I think he can. I mean, remember, his nickname, my nickname for him is Blanca. So that gives you an idea of the touch that this man possesses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, most of those layups that you're talking about that he misses, he throws it off the backboard, and, you know, and it rebounds like 20 feet back. It's like a three-point long rebound that he's missed from close up. Also, but I will say Miami is a different team when he goes out. And I mean, if Arizona can throw some of the bodies at him and get him in trouble, that could, or whoever it is, you know, obviously, I mean, that's a problem because their defense takes a huge hit when they don't have his rim protection. I mean, it's a completely different team. Okay. As far as ACC teams in the tournament, we would like to answer a mailbag question coming from Joseph May, who is a resident of North Carolina, born and raised. His brother play played at East Carolina, and Not he actually and he actually played at UNC Asheville. And uh, Janet Cohn was his AD oh. for all mm. those four years. His question: Bulldogs in the tournament, we love them. He has yeah. a hot take, and this Go is Bulldogs. this is an angle that I have not seen, or he he's certainly in the minority here. Well, I like this. Jo- Joseph May quote: I personally think only one ACC team has a chance to make the Elite Eight. How many teams do you think have a chance to get past the Sweet 16? Oh. I think the ACC could have three Elite Eight teams, right? If we're picking Miami there. So we're we're picking them, then who's going to get into the Elite Eight or better? All right, pass the Sweet 16 or just get to the second weekend? Or who has a chance? I mean, anyone has a chance. As chance to, to make say. the Elite Eight. Okay. He says he only thinks one, which is North Carolina. Well, I think I'm we guessing. agree that both UNC and UVA have a strong, I mean, those are, Obvious, right? Yeah. North Carolina's got to play your your Kentucky Wildcats, though. Yeah. It's going to be tough. Yeah. We'll get back to that, but I'm picking Miami to my Elite Eight. I'm doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Miami Miami against against Kansas. So does Duke have a chance, do you think? Luke, I'm setting you up for this. I I think they have a nice path to the Sweet 16. Yeah. I think Yale's going to beat Baylor. Wow. That's my 512. Wow. You got to pick one. It uh, ain't going to be Little Rock over Purdue for me. I, I, and it's not going to be Indiana Chattanooga. Mm. So I'm going to go Baylor Yale, I think, is my is my 512. I think three ACC teams make the Elite Eight. I agree. Or better. Mm-hmm. And I and this is going to hurt me to say this. I think it's UNC. I think it's UVA. <laughs> and I think, I think Notre Dame is the other one. Oh, <laughs> yes! Wow. Traitor. Let's go. Traitor, Mike. Notre Dame. I'm on this island by myself now. Oh, no. Wait, so, so where do you have Let's Miami? Let's go Irish. You have Miami losing to Villanova? I, I, yeah, I don't see Miami being able to keep up with Villanova. Mm. Um, I, you know, I, I think that they – I like. Please. I really, really like Miami. I just don't see them being able to push out and guard the three against Villanova. I see Josh Hart being able to um, expose uh, McClellan's inability to defend. I, I like – I like uh, Villanova Wait, in that McClellan, game. McClellan, he's competent defending. Yeah, the, the thing he is, is, he's good, he's but then he also defender. has possessions where he is, like, checked out. Well, you know, Virginia where, like, took, like, five threes in that game against Miami. So they did something well out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he actually guarded Brogdon. Yeah, he did. He had a couple possessions well. where Brogdon, like, blew by him just because it looked like he was not paying attention. But then he he did a pretty good job most of the time. All right, we got to keep moving on. Yep. Iowa Temple, the seven ten matchup in the South. I have no idea. Guthrie does not like Iowa right now. No, yeah, they, I mean they're playing like doo doo. I was gonna say they kind of gone they've gone cold here. Like wow, what a what a turn of events for Iowa. They were playing so well in like February, early February. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know how to pick this game. I would just say Temple just to pick an upset. And then... I mean, I, I don't think really know. any other time of the year you would have to pick Iowa easily. But this is... You pick the hot hand. Where's the game being played? Peaking? Taylor, Brooklyn. my favorite question. Where's the game being played? Brooklyn. Okay, that doesn't matter. Brooklyn. That's a Philly team. I was going to say That's it's closer to Philly time. than it is to Iowa. Um, I mean, does Temple have a roaring fan base that I don't know about? <laughs> yeah. Is John Chaney still alive? That's hope, a serious question. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'd love Isn't to. Isn't he the same age as like JT? JT Bill Cosby too. went to Temple, right? Oh! Ran track at Temple, I he believe. He did. Yeah. Wow. He did. Maybe he'll be there. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe he'll be there. Well, then I might have to reevaluate my pick of this game. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm taking Iowa. Guthrie's taking Temple. Taylor's. I'm taking, taking Iowa. I take the guy who I, I love Peter Jock. I think he's an amazing basketball mm. player. I can't wait to see him in the tournament. I think he's going to light it up. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. I right. pick Iowa. Okay, and we all will take Villanova unless someone really wants to drop a bomb. Yeah, I'm sorry. I sorry, Janet. We love you, but I had I like another UNC offshoot team that's not the Tar Heels, but it is not Asheville. I would I would love to see the Bulldogs take down Villanova, but it's going to be a tough road for them. It will be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know a lot about them right this second either. I might change that. Check the Twitter feed. <laughs> Check the Twitter feed. I may be playing that one. Who knows? Oh. After a couple of Bloody Marys at the Westgate. Oh. Yeah. You might change your mind. That's right. <laughs> don't you don't you just feel that Villanova would be ripe if they were coming off a conference championship? Now you, you think they gotta be focused after losing the to Seton Hall either, right? Right, right. right. Uh, that's my rationale. And Seton Hall, I mean, we'll get we can talk about them a little bit later, but that is an excellent team. Um, oh yeah, that, I'm in. That really, I'm in on Seton Hall. They're playing better basketball than uh, you know probably anyone in the country right now. Uh, so to see them take Seton Hall to the brink too, to really come back in that game, I think speaks well about how Villanova is going to uh, play in the tournament. Don't you worry, Mike. They're in my Sweet Sixteen. Oh, they are. Just, oh, don't, good. just wait. Be okay. patient. That wraps up the South, unless you want to keep going in the South. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, real quick, real quick, Kansas to the to the uh, elite eight at least. I've got Kansas Miami in my elite eight. Who do you guys have? I got Kansas Miami. I'm gonna go, and I'm doing this. We're, I'm filling this out on the fly, right? Yeah, as we're, we're on the fly. We're taking Speaking. immediately right after the bracket. Yeah, I'm filling it out with my eyes. I'm gonna go Cal Villanova in the elite eight. Matchup. That's a good choice. I like, I like that. I like, yeah. I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to be different. I'm gonna say uh Maryland Villanova. Man, that's even sexier. Yeah. Ooh. I think I think you're gonna see it happen. Okay. Diamond Stone, tournament player of the year. That's a nice variety of yep. elite uh who's who's coming out of that? Who's coming out of the South? I hate to be boring, but I'm picking the Jayhawks. Mm. So I feel like I'm just copying Luke, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kansas is probably my team doing it all. So fair wow. enough. Yeah. John Q. Public over here. <laughs> so I think you, I'm going to go with uh, Maryland coming out of the coming Maryland out of the, out of the south. south. Yeah. I'll go Villanova. No, he's I going like Villanova. Villanova. Yeah. I, I do right. too. Except I just team. picked Miami over them, so I don't. I don't know. To the west, Oregon versus Holy Cross or Southern. Should we really analyze this Holy Cross Southern game, or can we just pick Oregon? <gasps> I'd like to just pick Oregon. Do I don't. It. I don't bet on one sixteen games in yeah. Vegas. So. Don't you sleep can't. on the, the Jaguars. Sp- the spreads are too big. You do know. you want to try it for the first time this year, though, Mike? To bet just, against the spread? No. Yeah. Just 
in a one sixty game. Yeah, if it's Holy Cross and it's a thirty two point spread, sure, I'll throw. The best part is that Vegas yeah, is always zone, one, three, one zone. Yeah, Vegas is always filled with some of the most annoying Oregon fans you've ever seen in your life. I mean, Taylor and I have seen quite a few of them. I mean, they they quack, they flap their arms. They, everybody's in Nike gear. They're all in bright yellow shirts. They love Michelob Ultra. Uh, you know, they're one dollar Michelob Ultras on the strip. Yeah, huge they, recommendation. They, wow. they do not respond to Prefontaine jokes either, uh, which is always a little upsetting for me. So, oh well, what are you gonna do? They but, did not enjoy. I was wearing a shirt one year, my favorite shirt. Whatever happened to it, I don't know. But it was the <laughs> yellow and green Oregon colors, and it said pre-lives. It had like kind of a stylized outline of his face yeah, or something like that. Yeah. And some Oregon fans kind of did not understand what was going on. And then I started talking about Prefontaine, and they did not respond well yeah. to us. Wait, who had the shirt? I was wearing it. You had it? I was, it was like yeah. my favorite shirt for a long time. Yeah. And you... You brought it because you knew Oregon fans were going to be around. Or uh, just no, a I just love to wear that shirt. <laughs> it makes <laughs> me It makes me think that I personally can do things in my life as well as Prefontaine. What did the Oregon like fans say? Who is that? I hope they didn't say that. No, they probably don't. Know I who think was. there was some Oregon fans who did not know who it was. They did not like, know who it was. Yeah, I, yeah, I, oh, I think I approached somebody and said, "Yeah, man, all right, Ducks, Prefontaine, right? right, yeah, right, yeah, right, right, Pre." Huh? And they, they're like ducks, they yeah. Looked to me like I was a crazy person. Which, to be fair, this might have more to do with like our state at the time than mm-hmm. how the Oregon one dollar They could have been thirteen one dollar Michelob cradled in my arms. They couldn't have been any worse than the Virginia Tech fans I saw the ACC tournament and the camo hats, kind of sitting there and not really knowing what was going on, just kind of nodding, and then every now and then, come on, hocus. You know, <laughs> they, 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 used their keys they were waiting for Beamer. They were waiting the for Beamer. Yeah, they didn't know what was going court. on. They, they didn't hear Enter Sandman, so they were they're all confused. <laughs> oh, like, that's this are, is are we going to start or not? Virginia Tech was my favorite team in the ACC oh, yeah. tournament. And, I'm disappointed. And they were the best team to bet on in all of the ACC this yeah. year. Yeah, they were. I think 13 and six against the spread or something like that. Great team. Them and Clemson. It's, it's a program on the upswing. Clemson, I would say. Both Williams have got them going in the right direction. Clemson let yeah. us down in the uh, ACC tournament there. Oh, that was a gambling travesty. Oof, for right. That was... Stay, stay let's stay focused. I, I don't let's want you guys focused. to right. go stay down no your more dark hole over there. <laughs> <laughs> I could see you guys circle yeah. St. Joe's, Cincinnati. I am going with St. Joe's. Oh, this is going to be a great game. today. I watched game. that game against VCU. They wiped the floor with the VCU. I'm taking St. Joe's flying high against Cincinnati coming off the devastating UConn loss. This is going to be a great game. I like Cincy. I like Cincy. McCronin, man. I'm a big fan of McCronin. Uh, I, you know, I think they're going to bounce back from that four overtime game and stick it to St. Joseph's. Yeah, I, I actually am going to pick Cincinnati. I will tell you a little story. The first college basketball game of, I watched of this season was a preseason scrimmage of Cincinnati that they were showing against some, you know, I don't know, D3 school that was mm. on some. ESPN three or some network, nice. And uh, they did not look that great against that D three school or something. Yeah, but I, uh, I, but I will say that's I, it. <laughs> that said, I'm gonna pick them. I now I'm gonna trust their defense. I love the defense. I think that that's the kind of game that is gonna win you games in the tournament. A uh, lot of lot of experience. A lot of guys who I think I feel comfortable with them having the ball in their hands. You can give some names if you'd like. Yeah, Troy uh, Capuin. I'm always going to get his name wrong. Mm-hmm. Right, Octavius Ellis, my, probably my favorite player on Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's great. He's uh, Here's my angle. 
I like the, I like when the ball moves, and the ball moves with St. Joe's, and oh, it, it does sure not does. move with Cincinnati. Yeah, and that's that's where I'm going. That's yeah. why I'm going St. Joe's. You know, I I remember when we had Ken Palm on the podcast a few weeks back. Uh, it feels like just yesterday that we were waxing poetic with Ken on all things college basketball. But he he commented that a great offense can dismantle a great defense, and that was something that he was seeing trending throughout college basketball. And I think that St. Joe's has a borderline great offense. They do not turn the ball over, I yet agree. they play with incredible pace. Um, yeah. And which is something I think is really going to give Cincinnati problems. I think they are reliant on their defense to create offense. Shutting the game They're down. not going to be able to do that against St. Joe's. I really like St. Joe's here. I think they were robbed by UConn two and a half years ago or three years ago when it was that mm-hmm. uh, they, they came back and won and ended up going on to the championship. I still remember the pain I felt in that game. Mm. Great, <laughs> great stylistic matchup because Cincinnati's defense – uh, forces like some of the longest possessions in the NCAA, 342nd longest possessions in yeah. the NCAA. They, I think they're going to be able to really shut down that St. Joe's, slow down that St. Joe's offense, kind of make the game really a half-court game. Well, I okay. like this. This is the first game we're really divided. It's a very interesting game. The degenerates yeah. are very divided, and it's a very polarizing game. You guys Style feel great about – You two feel great about Cincinnati, and we feel great about St. Joe's. We'll be texting each other during that game. <laughs> okay, Baylor and Yale, you got to pick one five twelve. Why not here, guys? Give me the case why not pick Baylor versus Yale as your five twelve. Wait, you're set. you're picking Yale. Talk me out of it. Um, you got to pick one five twelve. You have to do it. Baylor's to. the better team. Mm. Rico gathers two word argument. Rico gathers. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yale, Yale is one of the best <laughs> defensive rebounding teams in the entire country. Yeah. One of the best rebounding teams uh, overall, even on the offensive glass. Mm-hmm. I, I will say my argument for Yale is that they beat, you know, I know that we say that UNC and UVA are great basketball teams. The Princeton Tigers this year were fantastic. My alma mater was out there doing things in the Ivy League. Columbia came to Princeton, dominated by 12. I just. Seeing that happen, I, I makes me think that Yale's gonna bring it home. So I'm, I'm with uh, with my boy it's Luke on this. Watching that game from your ivory tower. Yes, exactly. Mm. <laughs> Sipping your prosecco, I assume caviar on, and smoked salmon, an assorted tray of meats laid out. That sounds amazing. But uh, <laughs> I just sure Yale, great defensive rebounding team, and maybe this is this is a great style matchup too because Baylor like. One of the best, the third best offensive rebounding team in the nation. Mm-hmm. Rico Gathers, the best offensive rebounder in the nation. Uh, I just made that up, but then I checked the stats, and he is the number one <laughs> offensive <laughs> rebounder. Yeah. He is the best offensive rebounder in the nation. Um, Torian Prince, uh, I think, is is great. He's going to present a lot of matchup problems for them. Um, he's a six eight dude who stretches it out and shoots threes, but can also get in and. Uh, play inside. He's not just like one of those stretch fours who can't go inside. Um, Jonathan Motley. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was like he was like what twelve of twelve in that one that one game uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, I just the the that size and strength is going to be too much for Yale to overcome. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, Yale is definitely a smaller team, mm-hmm. um, no and the doubt. two teams shoot. Roughly the same. I think maybe the exact same percentage from three. Yeah, it's like I it's just like looked pretty it up. Decent, 37, I think, each. 
right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Baylor shoots well from three, three-point three range. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, Yale has played some bigger competition this year, too. They've played USC. They've played Duke. they played SMU. Um, they lost every single one of those games. Um, they came close against SMU, though. Do you – I mean, I hesitate to even bring this up, but do you think there's an emotional – going to have some sort of emotional charge because of the ongoing maybe not, I don't want to use the word scandal is that the right word with yeah their, I guess their team their captain, captain was suspended uh, or he expelled kicked off the team expelled. and then expelled from the university I, my understanding mm-hmm. is it was a sexual assault investigation that's what we the university is not releasing anything but that's what everybody okay. yes okay assumes thinks it's yeah I guess the clear. team has rallied around him and is he's he's actively still a part of the team if I'm not mistaken like as in he's allowed to be at the game I don't know if he's like that, right? in the locker room or Who? at the games but the, the Jack ca- uh, Montag yes the guy's name yeah Let's he was talk- their captain I want to talk about Makai Mason real quick I think okay. he's gonna bring it in big games this year here are some of his numbers let's let's just take a look real quick points uh he lit up USC if I if I my memories no he lit up SMU for 24. Princeton, he had 32. No, wait, 18, sorry. I keep getting my numbers wrong. But recently, he's been shooting the ball pretty well, all things considered, from the field. 7 of 11. Well, actually, no, he didn't shoot I mean, well Princeton and SMU are good I like teams. McKay Mason. SMU That's what I'm trying sure. to say. But they're different teams in Baylor. I'm not taking anything know, away from you, but You're I right. think You're right. it's, it's too much. It's too much to ask him. Yeah, I think they're going to be a popular pick this week, though. I think a lot of people uh, think Yale is a good team. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of money is riding on the uh, Connecticut guys. Interesting. Well, I will say that, I mean, right in the past, I don't know, a couple years, right? Um, excuse me, Baylor has had a reputation as the team that looks really good in the regular season and then can't really close the, the tournament, right? Yeah. They've always they've had that reputation. They've kind of shed it. In the past year, or so I feel right. Didn't they? They made it to the Elite Eight. Uh, was it last year or the year right. before? Yeah, they've they've kind of come away uh, we, from we it, but a few years going. ago, oh, yeah, yeah, they've had that going. reputation. Yeah. Well, I'm picking Baylor. I'm also picking Baylor. This is I'm the only reason is I had to pick a five twelve. It happens every yep. year. I'm going with this one. I'm changing. I also pick Baylor. You're <laughs> <laughs> talking about how. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a microphone to drop, I would do it. Unfortunately, these mics are attached. How long is this podcast? Is this going to be a two-hour podcast? Yeah, we could do it's it. like Selection we do Sunday two, on part CBS. One and part two. We we'll milk do it. part one and part two. Okay. Right. Right. So we'll do South and West as part one. Deal? Oh, that works. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get to We got our first, ACC, go. our first ACC team in the West bracket with Duke at UNC Wilmington. Well, did Duke luck out or what? Yeah. This is a great draw for a four seed. Like compare yeah. this, compare this to the 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 four seed Kentucky in the East region. Like their run, if they want to make the Sweet Sixteen, or I guess the Elite Eight. Yeah, it's a sick run. Yeah, for Kentucky. They got to get over they, Indiana and North Carolina. Yeah. yeah. If Duke wants to make the run, they have to get over um, Baylor, presumably. If you you three are right, and Oregon, Oregon, if Oregon and. Right. Yeah. I mean So what do you what do you guys think about the UNC Wilmington matchup? Cause I will say that the CAA 
one of the best conferences in these United States of America. Settle down. <laughs> these United States of America. That's, that is amazing. That is a phrase that we should all use more. Go ahead. I, I, really, li- I really like UNC Wilmington in this game against Duke. Um, I, I think that they are a very strong team. I think that uh, they play with pace. I think that they can rebound the ball. They, they don't turn it over. Um, I think they've played some tough competition this year. I think that... The CAA was one of the stronger conferences in America. Uh, I'm really excited to see them play Duke. I think that, you know, these guys likely play against each other in the summer, you know, both uh, being in the region, you know, and looking to play some ball. I like it. I just like this game. I like this game for uh, UNC Wilmington. I'm taking them money line. I will, I will bring wow. up this one Wow, that's stat. confidence. Yeah, that is. Okay, yeah, so I'll bring up the one, one thing, one thing up. while I'm, you look I'm, that up. I'm writing down gambling notes. Let's, I have Colorado as a value pick. <laughs> And how about UNC Wilmington? Mike, you've convinced me Duke is going to be heavy favorites because they are a public team. Yes. <laughs> so they bring let's, the money. let's mark this one down. I like the value. Maybe not money line. I get excited. Money. I was going to say, like, yeah. you are easily convinced. Just wait <laughs> wait <laughs> to write this down. Let me just tell you, I, this is just one little I'm not statistic, saying they're going to win. I'm saying cover. But uh, the UNC Wilmington defense commits fouls, sends team to the free throw line. Yeah. At the 350th worst rate in the NCAA, in these National Collegiate Athletic well, so Association. There's not going to be ACC refs. Jamie Lucky's not going to be there. None of the I'm, I'm not saying anything about that, around. but I just, you know, Duke, aside from all this, you know, Duke gets calls and everything, they, they draw fouls and they go hard to the basket, they drive, and it's going to make a lot of their work a lot easier if they can get to the line against this team. I think Taylor just laid out a wonderful case for Duke. And maybe that's a wonderful case for them to cover as well, especially if there's a lot of fouls in this game late. So maybe I should cross this off from the value list. No, 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 no. I mean, UNC Wilmington is not a bad team. There's value there. There's value there. Duke, look, Duke loves to shoot the three. That's how they get out in front. That's how they win the spread. They win the spread from the three-point line, not from the free-throw line. UNC uh, Wilmington does a great job of – keeping people off of the three-point line. Uh, they currently only allow 22% of all total points against them are by three, which is the fifth best rate in the entire country. They're not going to allow Duke to shoot the three against them. I think there's value there. So keep it on the list. Do it for me. All right, Mike. Do it for these United States. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to cross it off, but I'm not putting a star next to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We're all picking Duke, right? But except for Mike, Mike is going UNCW. Mm. Yep. Yeah, sure. Duke, Duke, Duke doesn't lose here. They don't I, lose quite yeah, well. I, unless it's Mercer. <laughs> or yeah. I was going to say, I feel like <laughs> or Lehigh. Yeah, I mean, they lose in the first round. What are you talking about? Yeah, I think it's it might be closer than you would guess, but I I stick with Duke. One. All right, let's continue on in the West. It is our breakdown of the bracket here on the ACC Basketball Degenerates podcast. All right, following Duke and UNCW, we have Texas and Northern Iowa. I smell an upset here, boys. I like Northern Iowa in this one. I have not been sold on the Texas team throughout the year. I think they have good potential to upset, but I think they're very shaky. I think this is a shaky Texas team, and I'm going to go with consistency, which I see in Northern Iowa. Wow. Yeah. Two wow. teams that lost, or I'm sorry, two teams that beat North Carolina in uh, November. Wow. Yeah. I mean, nice. I'm sure everyone remembers that. What does that say? <laughs> what does that say about them? That 
it's an interesting storyline. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like it. I like it. Good point. Hot take. Yeah, Northern Iowa, deliberate and slow, you know. Super like, slow. Like me yeah. on the dance floor in sixth grade. You know, just I mean, every every movement was chosen. But they have yeah, <laughs> deliberate but slow they're fundamentally gets back on sound. You yes. Know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's going to be good enough to deal with whatever Texas is going to try to throw at them as far as run and gun. And it's much easier to slow down a basketball game than speed it up, as we've learned from our good friend Roy Williams. That's his favorite quote. I, I, the thing that worries me about Northern Iowa is that uh, Texas has a, is a good defensive team. They limit people to a pretty low effective field goal percentage. And Northern Iowa has to, I mean must, be incredibly, incredibly efficient with their shots because they are the worst offensive rebounding team in the nation. And they do not. They don't even try. I, they yeah, they do don't even try. It's yeah. not even fair to say that they're the worst because they just have no. It's not part of their game plan to do it. So there's no second chance points at whatsoever at all. Now they don't. They don't turn the ball over very well. I mean, very they, much. They don't turn the ball over very much. They do a good job of that, and they are pretty. They're pretty good at you know effective. They're good at like shooting. I said, fundamentally sound. Right, but I just they're gonna have to. I think their offense is gonna have to have a. Right, are you gonna pick? A, are you gonna pick I'm gonna, any I'm upsets? Picking, I'm picking Texas. this tournament, Taylor. <laughs> you gonna pick uh, one upset? One. Just chalk I, I it's not an eight nine. It's just chalk. It's just chalk. Yeah. Yeah. Northern Iowa chalk, is gonna chalk. have to hit shots. Like they rely on jump shots a lot for their offense, and it's. I mean, Texas is a. They're like you said. They're a good defensive team. If they can't close out on shooters, which they've had problems with, then I don't know. I mean, I think I like Northern Iowa in this game. Yeah, I, me too. I actually do as well. And I, like, I didn't yes. come into it thinking. I that. think emotionally, my sense of most college basketball fans' bracket is that Northern Iowa is like considered the more, more popular pick. Well, no, Texas this, has this been pretty re- unpopular. This reeks of Northern Iowa to me. Now, the guys on the the program, the CBS election program, are all going Texas. By the way, yeah, they didn't okay. even they didn't even mention no. the possibility of no. an upset here. There's like, oh, Texas, oh, Texas, and Texas, Texas A&M. A&M. Really? It's going to happen. Oh. Now, of the people that are in our circle, you know, real college basketball fans, I feel like Northern Iowa is probably a more popular pick from yeah. what I've heard. They, people have been down on Texas all year. And, I mean, this Texas team is not exactly – you think it's Shaka Smart, you think, oh, they, they're they actually pretty slow. They're, put, their rate just of play is pretty slow. I, you can't trust that team. You cannot yeah. trust that team. That I'm putting my foot down. You cannot trust them. <laughs> So if you're going to pick them over Northern Iowa, you should better get them out the next round because I don't think that team can string together multiple wins in this NCAA tournament. Certainly not three. Okay. Well, I'm going to pick them over Northern Iowa. Okay. I think they're going to make – Northern Iowa does not have a – they have a very slim margin of error in that game. They also have Paul Jesperson. I was going to say. Peach. Peach is still there. Who's, Who's going to be guarding Paul Jesperson in this game? Uh, is it going to uh, be Kerwin Roach? Yeah, I would assume. Are we going to so. see Kerwin Roach guarding? Yeah, Paul I Jesperson? would assume so. Yeah, or Connor Lambert. They, it's a pretty good matchup. Connor Lambert. Yeah, Jesperson would expose Connor Lambert. I think. You think? No, yeah, I, I Lambert. think Lambert doesn't move as well. I don't know. If Jesperson don't know. can expose anybody. Neither of them move. Oh, he can he can score on people, but expose. I don't know. Jesperson can That'd dunk. Be a heavy I've seen word. It. 
Yes. I think Texas is probably going to be six to eight point favorites in the game, and I think that Northern Iowa offers a lot of good value there. I think Mm -hmm. they're a seasoned team. I think that uh, they have a lot of strength in the point guard position, um, which is always critical against any Shaka Smart team. I know this is a different Shaka Smart team. Hold up. Here's here's a gambling question. If it's a six-point spread in favor of Texas, Mm -hmm. do you just take money line? Hmm. Or do you grab the points? You'd probably be plus 130. If you really believe, like... The three of us are talking ourselves into believing in Northern Iowa here. Yeah, if you really might, believe, yeah, you got to yeah, take yeah, it, sure, right? Sure, now, say, you could. say we're picking another you might upset. Make both bets. If we're picking time. another upset and say it's eight, I think eight you take points. Mm-hmm. But six. Six is two full possessions, though. I six mean, is I really, a lot of points. Six yeah, is, a yeah. nice, is a nice cushion. And now if it's four, yeah, I'd probably take the money line, something like that. Yeah, but you're not going to get much value on a money line. You probably, I mean, you'd be able to get the VIG plus another 15%. Say you'd be plus 115, plus tw- 120. I think that that would definitely be so worth it. So what's the threshold, five? Yeah. To okay. me, it's about five. That's, a, that's when you want That's when you want the points on mm-hmm. your side, especially in college basketball. Where in, 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 in It's also just how, how you feel about the team, mm-hmm. obviously. Right. I, I just I, – I will, I will be more inclined to take the money line with the favorite and to bet more – than I would be to take the money line with the underdog and bet less. Okay. Green Bay and Texas A&M. This is the 3-14 matchup in the West Regional. Green Bay, they it's like they came into my house late at night, broke, broke in my window and stole my baby Valparaiso. It's just, <laughs> it was the worst moment I had all weekend, all championship week. I'm sorry. It was so bad. They gave... Valpo gave the Green Bay in, the, the business. The break-in by Green Bay. Yeah, the, Valpo gave Green Bay the business twice during the year. Um, they came and stole it, the uh, Dragons, the Scarlets, the Phoenix, whatever. Can I tell you, you, you just right. told a story. I'm going to tell my Texas A&M story over the weekend. Oh. So I was in D.C. now just killing time until the 7, seven o'clock game started, I think. Or <laughs> was it the 9 o'clock game? It was, okay. it was probably Friday. It was Friday, yes. So killing time. I go to grab a beer with somebody, and as I'm leaving the brewery, I look at the score, and it's 8-6 in favor of LSU. <laughs> when I get back home on, on a, like a lengthy commute, it's 32-10. to 10. <laughs> Texas A&M. Yeah. 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 They're good. Yeah. Or LSU's <laughs> really bad. One of the two. Maybe a little bit of both, but... No, I, I think, yeah, I think both. I think LSU quit. It was like watching UCLA play uh, Kansas earlier. <laughs> so we like Texas A&M here. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. They're going to win yeah. by, I can't even tell you how much. They're going to win by lots. Star, Green Bay is put a star. not a great defensive team, Mm-mm. and Texas A&M can score. And They're after. one of the quickest teams in the country, if I'm not mistaken, tempo-wise. They, I think, mm-hmm. lead the nation in pace of play. Uh, Texas A&M is going to expose that. Taylor, did you catch any of A&M Kentucky Part 2? Yeah, I did. So you got a little bit of revenge. Yeah. I mean, Texas Another A&M Another overtime team. game. And spoiler alert, a I like Kentucky peaking game. now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Are they really peaking? I, th- I think they're getting good at the right time. I mean, they've always been good, but I think they're playing some of their best basketball at the right time. But Texas A&M is great. I mean, their defense is really good. I actually just love watching Daniel House play. Uh, yeah, such strength. Just fun to watch. I mean, yeah, yeah. he kind of mm-hmm. like 
it's so aggressive. It's it's really fun. Yeah. yeah. And Alex Caruso too. I mean, he's the guy that I can't wait to have him on my YMCA team 27 was, years from now. He <laughs> kind of feels like one of those guys who you've been watching play for like 12 years. Absolutely. Even though, you know, I hate to say that because I cliche by now about saying that about seniors, but still. Yeah, he's an, he's an excellent player. He He really brings that team together. Like a nice piece of artwork on your living room wall. Yeah. <laughs> VCU, Oregon State. Uh, I can't lie, Oregon State's a team I don't know much about. I really don't. I haven't watched them, I think, at all this year. I I know VCU fairly well. So VCU's pretty much Beckett O'Johnson and uh, Mo Cox to come through for Yeah. Them. They need those two guys. I, I mean, Lewis and Bill Berry, great. But that's a luxury. They need they need Johnson and Mo Alley Cox. I think. I think those are the two guys for VCU who need to come to play. They did not look good today against St. Joe's, but we like St. Joe's, so maybe there's something to that. Right. Yeah, Oregon State. Too, Tell me about Oregon quite State. Quite the surprise. I, the I, I'm in the dark on Oregon State. Give oh. me information. Uh, I'm not. Gloves, I'm not ashamed to admit it. The son is yeah, a member of the basketball team. He was in. All Pac-12 um, member, uh, you know the out. There's uh, not outrage, but you know, I remember when Valparaiso beat them earlier in the year, um, and I remember watching. <laughs> Gary, I remember watching Gary Payton and thinking that he was uh, one of the most talented players in the country. Offensively, they're they're a terrific team. Uh, defensively, they cannot control the glass. Um, so if if VCU is going to have an advantage, it's going to be there. Yeah. And VCU, VCU is VCU's, a good offensive rebounding mm-hmm. team. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Stole they, the words right out of my They're mind. frisky. They're pesky. They get after it. Physical. How about how about the uh, the coach and his son, the Tinkles for Oregon State? Is there is there any magic there? Wayne oh. Wayne Tinkle and his son uh, Tress Tinkle, like the Georgia State coach, the guy who fell out of the chair, wasn't his son on that team? <laughs> <laughs> Ron Hunter. Yeah, Ron yes. Hunter. Is this, <laughs> yeah. Does this Ron Hunter two K sixteen? What about the Alfreds though? It doesn't go both ways. The Alfreds didn't do too well this year. No, they didn't. They, they yeah, struggled. But true. things change in the tournament. Things change in the tournament. I think. I just think that. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pick VCU here, and I think that Oregon State doesn't shoot the ball well enough to take advantage of the any lapses they might find in VCU's defense, and I don't think they're going to get enough second chances. We finally reached that point. Taylor has picked his first upset <laughs> of the day. Oh, wow. It had to come in the penultimate <laughs> game of the West. We already did the South, so... We finally reached that point. It's only a 10 7. So. And, and I think when you get to Vegas, this will probably be a pick em. I don't even think it'll be an yeah, upset. I Actually, right. we, so we are just starting to see the um, the lines, the lines coming out. I'm, I'm kind of getting some preliminary lines as we go. And I think right now, VC was a two point favorite. Can I tell you mm-hmm. why? And you'll probably see that go down. Yeah. You, you know what? This is a, an incredible phenomenon in college basketball during March Madness. There is sentimentality. Is that a word? Yeah. Yeah. Sentimentalism, sentimentality. Sentimentality. Bingo. Thank you. You're, you're my wordsmith over here. Yeah. You're my editor. So thank you. Uh, over teams who have made runs before. So whenever VCU pops up and you you see maybe a novice gambler, they're going to put money on VCU. So that turns into a semi-public team. The same thing with Gonzaga. So that Gonzaga line is another one I'm going to be looking at because I think that's going to be incredible value. But we'll get to that in part two of our podcast. But uh, do you understand my point here? Yeah. 
when teams I mean, we talk all the time about public people teams. get sentimental about these yeah. teams who have made underdog runs, Cinderella stories. So that's what's going to happen with VCU, and that's why I think that line's going to be like a, like you said, they're favorites. I honestly feel like the tournament is the time when you get you can get the best lines. Yeah, because during the regular season, one. It's not as charged. It's not as emotional. You don't get as much of the public You're gambling on games. You're not getting public money, no. And two, you know, there's not that immediacy. Like, you get at the tournament, sometimes the game, is it's the second game of the, or it's the second day of the weekend or second day of the round, and, you know, there's, it's, people are betting on teams that they've just seen play a couple of days ago without much time to think about it for like a week, mm-hmm. you know, the run-up to the big game on Saturday night, something like that. Um, so you can get spreads that are much different than what we would project originally across the season. Yeah, it's a, it's a good opportunity for finding value. Yeah, and plus you get those neutral courts too, um, which is it's very hard to predict a home court uh, in college basketball. It has the most impact, I think, of any sport. Um, so, so anyways, it's nice to see them play on a neutral court outside of their own conference. We should probably pick this game. VCU, Oregon State. Who are you going with? VCU. VCU. Oregon State. Three-point dogs. I will take VCU. And that is the live line right now on the Westgate, by the way. Uh, uh, VCU minus we're, three. We're not picking against the spread. You know that. I'm you? just saying. You're taking Oregon State straight up. <laughs> I'm t- I'm, mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. I'm saying Oregon State is the three-point I, dog as the seven okay. I still take mm-hmm. I'll take VCU giving the points still. Oh, you still wow. give yeah. them the points. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Oklahoma and Cal State Bakersfield will wrap up the West. And uh, Oklahoma should dance on. Yeah, they're 14 and a half point favorites currently, Oklahoma. Uh, so, I, you know, whatever. I'll, yeah, Oklahoma. I'll take them covering <laughs> Take them with the points. Yeah, Let's take, go. I'll Let's take go. Them covering that. Let's go. Yeah. And so, and now here's the fun part we get to go Sweet 16 and Elite Eight and then Final Four. Okay. From the West. All right, so I guess you start at the top. I mean, I like- I, I see Oregon St. Joe's. So does Mike. Yep. You two see Cincy's uh, Oregon. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who are your four Sweet Sixteen teams? I mean, I see Oregon winning that game, but I I don't know. I don't love ah uh, Oregon. Something. My sensor is up on this Oregon team. I think everybody's getting a little too on the Oregon bandwagon right now. What's well, just you're- rewarding people? It's it's a new team if you're a pundit who hasn't watched a lot of West Coast basketball. It's, you get a chance to talk about somebody other than Kansas, UNC, you know that sort of thing. So it's exciting. I guess I'll t- I'll take him to the Sweet 16 though. I have Cincy over Oregon. I like it. Yeah, I like you that. have I'll more balls why. than I do. I'll tell you why. I wanted to. Oregon is not a good defensive rebounding team. They struggle on the defensive glass. They are 256th in the nation in defensive rebounding. And guess who is a great offensive rebounding team? Cincinnati. Mm. And more I think possessions. The, yep. More, and I think the possessions. defense, the defense from Cincy is going to be something that Oregon is not going to be prepared for. I don't want to stereotype here, but we can say that Cincinnati plays a different style of defense than most Pac-12 teams. Yes. Okay. Yes. I. I, I mean. I, you got you gotta go go a little a little off the radar with with something I think in your in your bracket yeah and I like Cincy in the Sweet Sixteen nice I like that pick I do too and I'm ha- I'm proud of you for making it yeah I'm, I, <laughs> thank you we're very supportive <laughs> yeah yes, yeah yes, I really yeah. want to do that go on that with you but uh I'm like Luke said I'm too scared 
But mm. I don't. I mean, Oregon yeah, is a you're team. You're the chalk master over here. You can't do yeah. it. Hey, I picked a five seed in the Elite Eight in the other bracket, and everybody else was one, two, three. Oh, okay. So, uh, I just, uh, I mean, I, I don't, I think Oregon is not the team that I'm picking. I would pick to get to the Final Four or anything like that. I, in the past, I really have, they've had a lack of defense. They take too many low efficiency shots, you know, jump shots right in, they depend a lot on jump shots right inside the three-point line. I feel like I see those all the time, and they end up making them, but it's just not something that I like to see. But they are better than the Oregon teams of past um, with regards to that efficiency. See, see, here's the problem, all right? If you want to pick Oregon out like I do, this is the chance to do it. Because right. if not, you're going to have to you're pick play like, like Baylor or Duke or Yale. And that doesn't look good at all. Yeah. No. So Guthrie might be onto something here. Yeah. Now, let me just ask in general, you know, when you're picking I'm, I'm a team taking, to yeah. go forward, do you think, the way I think of it is I'm looking at, you know. Matchups. Or, or I'm, no, so I'm picking, you know, who do I think will make the Elite Eight here, the Final Four, Sweet 16. I kind of look at the all general thing and I think who has the best chance of coming out of that region. I don't think. Well, you pick the team who you think has the best chance of coming out no, of no, the region. No, no, just hear me. Wow, I don't great. think, I don't what, see potential that's, matchups that's down strategy. the road. I don't think like, oh, Oregon's definitely going to be playing Cincinnati or they're definitely going to be playing St. Joe's. I think overall who can like. Sure. I mean, I, I that's not exactly the way that it came to be for me, but I just happened to pick Cincy over yeah. St. Oh, Joe's. Oh, yeah, I'm with you. And Oregon as a one seed. Yeah. I'm, I'm asking a question away. about how everybody does this. Right. So, I mean, the do way. Do you envision every single game playing out in the bracket or do you just think in general, like, who's the team that can adapt to the most scenarios or like play a different adapt i think it's important to adapt to different styles of play in the tournament because you see three different styles that you're not used to playing in one weekend or two weekends yeah i mean it's a good question uh i guess i do it differently depending on the situation so like well oklahoma for example is not an adapt team do we agree on that right yeah they're not but they're so good i mean this yeah they're take my take my healed and deal with i was gonna say they're so good that they have a great draw yeah but they have a great draw right they do they've earned that you have to take that into consideration yeah i think i think they maybe not easily make it to the sweet 16 to the second weekend but i think of the top two seeds they have the easiest path. Yeah. They might have the easiest path. Yeah, I agree with that. That's a very good observation. Yeah. Okay. I I don't think we came to any kind of consensus. So what's your <laughs> wait? What's your sweet sixteen here, Luke? I didn't hear you give your top your four teams that make it on. Wait, I keep going back and forth. All right, you want me to give mine? So yeah. You can have a few yeah. Extra yeah. yeah. Go yeah. ahead. All right, I'm going Oregon. Then I'm going Baylor. Then I'm going Texas A&M and Oklahoma Elite Eight. I'm going with Baylor and by a hair, Texas A&M. And then I'm actually going Baylor uh, for the Final Four. Wow. Yeah. I like Baylor. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Do you now? I'll, I'll put it on a t-shirt later and circulate it around. I like Baylor signed Jaffe. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm going to go Oregon, Yale, Texas A&M, and Oklahoma. Okay. Oregon, Yale, whoa! Wow, so Yale it's e- over it's either Baylor, Yale or Duke. Well, yeah, yeah. If I'm picking, if I'm picking that five twelve, I mean, I, I have to. I already picked the five twelve. I can't go back and say no. I want Baylor. Oh no, I'm I'm, no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying then you, you have them over Duke, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's expressed his love. All right, I like it. 
I like it. it. Yeah, it's it's a long shot, but you got you got to throw something out there. Yeah, I, I it seems we all like Baylor. I'm going to go Oregon Baylor with the exception of Luke. Oregon Baylor, Texas A&M, Oklahoma. Yeah, Texas A&M, Oklahoma seems yeah. pretty clear cut. Yeah, Oklahoma's my team that comes out of this region. region? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That almost seems too. It's too, almost too easy. I have Oklahoma coming you, out of this region too. And Mike, you, you has saying that Baylor. guarantees that they lose? Yeah, to the yeah no, it's, it's Mike there's no way that it happens. But <laughs> all right, uh, I guess I didn't actually do my entire Sweet Sixteen. Um, so Cincy, Duke, A and M, Oklahoma. I have I have Duke in the Elite Eight, and Oklahoma in the Elite Eight, and then Oklahoma over Duke. Okay, I like that. I like yeah. that. I'm I'm so blindly What's, looking at UNC Wilmington as winning that game. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry, not, forgotten I'm about. I'm not about recognizing Duke. the Duke's presence. <laughs> but Guthrie, aren't you realizing that Duke is going to have to play two games in three days? They're, they're warriors, man. They're going to be, be they're warriors. warriors. Really, I mean, at the end really, of some really of those tired. ACC tournament games, no, they look really, really tired. Dead. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're dead. seven deep, six and a half deep. Whatever. Yeah. No, I mean the the good the good news is you only have to play two games in a weekend, so it's it's not like that's the, the team ACC. that's been complaining about short turnarounds all season long. Yeah, but like you, their coach you have has. at Sorry, least not, not their coaches. Yeah, you have you have a day in between the first round game and the second round game. So assuming they survive UNC Wilmington, they'll get a day to rest. Can't box out Rico Gathers on one day of rest. I mean, yeah, how do well, they box out? How do they box anyone out from Baylor, Duke? I don't, I don't see it. Yeah, maybe Emil Jefferson will make a miraculous comeback. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Now so. is the time. He won ACC Player of the Year. Did you hear that? <laughs> 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 I, I I did him for a write-in, you know, with my press pass that I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, that wraps up part one of our Selection Sunday special podcast of the ACC Basketball Degenerates podcast. So stay tuned for part two. That's where we're going to break down the Midwest and the East. So that is right around the corner. Have a listen.